Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Amen. You may be seated. If you're at home, keep standing. So welcome to Pentecost Sunday. 50 days after the Last Supper, a promise was fulfilled. Jesus said, I'm going to leave you a helper. He said he was going to leave us a helper, someone to guide us, to lead us. And so that's what we celebrate today, the power of the Holy Spirit. 50 days after the Last Supper, a promise was fulfilled. In the book of Acts, the disciples were in the upper room. And all of a sudden, when they was worshiping, they were praying, celebrating, all of a sudden, the Bible says it was a rushing wind that came into the house. A rushing wind. Then everything changed. The promise came in to the room. The promise came in to every individual that was there. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? They were filled. So I pray right now that you will experience the rushing wind. I pray the rushing wind will come into your homes. I pray that you will recognize That win. You know, I've worked in the mental health field for over 20 years, and we um, deal with uh, crisis on an everyday basis. Every day, we're dealing with crisis. So there are times I will uh, walk into one of our inpatient units. As soon as I would walk in, all you heard was just screaming and yelling and things are being thrown around. It's like, wow, just so, it was just so loud. So I would walk in and I would notice certain staff members were just sitting there calmly. So I would walk over to them. I'm like, do you hear that noise? How can you just be sitting there calmly? They would say to me, you know, when you do this for so long, you don't even recognize the noise. It's just like any other day. And so we live in a society in our Western culture that we are blessed by the presence of God. You go to so many, you go to, you go to uh, every corner, you see a, a, a great church, right, where you hear a good word. Like, you can get so many different Bibles and different translations, different, different languages, right? I mean, we, we just, we're so blessed with the presence of God. But I believe sometimes we are numb to the presence of God. We are desensitized. We don't recognize that rushing wind any longer because sometimes Christianity is spoon-fed Uh-oh. to us. Come on. Come on. 
So we don't even recognize that rushing wind that come into your home, that rushing wind that come into your life. We don't even recognize it any longer. God doesn't want us to be desensitized to his presence. So I'm praying right now today that you will experience, you will recognize that rushing wind that come into your home. See, God wants to speak to you this morning. He has something to say. Don't miss what God want to say to you. I'm praying for a rushing wind that come into your life right now. Oh, are you with me? I thought you would be a little more excited not being at church for about three months. I figured I could say anything and you would say, praise God. We got some Bible students here. No, he's like, you guys preach that word. <laughs> preach that word. I'm with you. A rushing wind. So we're going to be reading out of Ephesians 1 this morning. Pastor touched on this last week. And we're going to continue that discussion. So in verse 15, here's Paul praying. What a great prayer. So he prayed, for, he prayed two things for us, what I want us to focus on. He prayed two things for us, that we may know God in our hearts. That we may know what is available to us in Christ. Those are the two things Paul prayed for, that we know God in our hearts. And then that we may know what? is available to us in Christ. So starting in verse 15, it says, therefore, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and, and your love for all the saints, Paul was excited because he, he discovered there are more Christians. People gave their lives to the Lord. He was, he was so excited. He said, do not cease and give thanks for, I did not cease um, and give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is exceedingly greatness of his power toward us who believe according according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him for, from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in which is to come. And he put all things under his feet. All things under his feet. That means all authority. He had all authority and everything else was under his feet. And he gave him to head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who, who fills all in all. 
awe in awe. What a great prayer. What a great prayer from Paul. See, Paul was, he prayed that we would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He's praying that we will experience God in our hearts, not in just head knowledge. Like we will really experience God in our heart, not just knowing him with head knowledge, knowing him in your heart. You know, it's very difficult to win spiritual battles when you just got God up here and not here. Uh It's very difficult, right? Because I don't know about you. I'm notorious of changing my mind. Because up here, I wake up, I'm very excited, right? One day, I'm excited. The next day, I'm just miserable. I'm just miserable. Just wake up mad for no reason. Right? I can't win spiritual battles. Security, security. Wow, you way back there. I don't, you can't do nothing for me up back there. Way back there. We need more security. Yeah, yeah, let them know. We need more security up in here. This <laughs> says to know him in his heart. You can't win spiritual battles if God is just up here and, and doesn't translate here. Right? So he's praying that we, that we know God in our hearts. See, I've, I've, I've discovered there are three types of Christians. There are other types of Christians, but I discovered three, three types of Christians. The one I just talked about, head knowledge. Head knowledge Christians, Right? Right, so I know people who know the Bible better than me. They won Bible contests, but it did not translate into their everyday lives because it's stuck here. It's got to go from here to here, yeah. right? And then I know conditional Christians, right? What have you done for me lately, Christians? Right, right. It's so you only go to God when you need something, right? Conditional Christians that I like to call road dogs. Road dog question. Yeah, road dogs. Yeah, D-A-W-G-S, right? Some of, you, some of you are like, what is he talking about? Road dogs, Christians, right? Those are the ones who follow Christ no matter what. No matter what season it, it is, they will follow Christ no matter what. Road dogs. <laughs> that means you are with Christ no matter what. That means you are no matter what season, no matter the highs or lows, or the calm um, uh, after the storm, you are following Christ no matter what. You're weathering every storm, amen. You are still shouting his name, praising him, still believing in him no matter what. I am with God all the time. See, the road dog Christians are the ones that find the treasures in, um, in the crisis, the hidden treasures in the midst of crisis. Amen. So they look at they look at crisis as an opportunity. God, what are you trying to show me in this crisis? So they find the hidden treasures. So that's why everyone can't can't church plant. Everyone has not made the church plant because church plants. Yeah, some of you've been with us for a long time, Nancy, George, Josh, been with us for a long time. I'm sure the pastors know church planting is long suffering. I don't think you really understand that. Church planting is long suffering. Amen. So everyone is not made for church planting. But this is what I've learned. This is what I've learned. 
right? We hear the phrase all the time. It's not about the destiny. It's about the journey, right? But it's very important because if you're looking to get to a place to say how successful you, successful you are as a church, you will fail. You will miss what God is trying to show you. It's important that you find hidden treasures in the midst of, of, of crisis, in the midst of crisis, amen? So I'm looking around now. I'm looking at hidden treasures. You're a hidden treasure. You're a hidden treasure. You're a hidden treasure. You're a hidden treasure. You're... So, so as, as a church planter, God begins to show me everyone that walks into your church that decides to join you in, in what he is doing in, your, in, in this church, they are the hidden treasure. You're the hidden treasure. You're the hidden treasure. You're the hidden treasure. You're the hidden treasure. Those are the live stream. That's part of this congregation. You're the hidden treasure. Amen. Don't miss what God is trying to show you in a crisis. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah, come on. This, we got some, I got more witnesses here today. Come on. We need, to, we need to make some noise up in here. We need to, I mean, we need to make it exciting so we can have the rest of our folks back. Like, this is the place to be, right? Next week, we need to come here. Come on. Yeah, come on. Let's do this. Paul didn't stop. Paul didn't stop praying. Just the prayer that Paul prayed was very, very important. See, he prayed for a type of wisdom that is not naturally attained. He prayed for a special insight. He prayed for a special revelation, something that has been veiled or hidden for a long time. He prayed that it will be revealed to you. I pray that prayer over you today. I pray that, that God will give you wisdom and revelation. Wisdom and revelation. All that you need to do and all that you need to accomplish. I pray for that special insight over your life right now. That God will, will, will open up the curtain and he will show you what's always been there, but it was hidden. I pray that over you right now. It's something that's been hidden for a long time. And God is saying to someone here today, I am going to open up the curtain and show you what's been hidden for a long time. In the midst of this crisis, in the midst of this crisis, I'm going to begin to reveal to you the hidden treasure. And some of you, some of you here today, the, the Holy Spirit has been laying dormant for years, and God said, I'm going to pull back the curtain and show you and reveal to you the helper that I've sent you. I pray that things will become clear and visible in your mind and in your eye. God will open up the curtain. The Paul didn't stop praying. He kept praying. Paul didn't stop praying. He continued to pray. He moved from wisdom and revelation to add enlightenment and understanding. He says, I pray that your eyes of your understanding be enlightened. You know, I didn't know my understanding had eyes. I didn't know that. I didn't know my understanding had eyes. So if my understanding has vision, so could it be, as Paul was praying, that my eyes will be open, could it be my understanding is blinded? Because he says, I pray that your eyes of, under, of your understanding be open. 
So if my understanding have eyes to see, could it be blinded? Could I be lacking the light I need to perceive where I am correctly? What God is doing in my life? Could it be? I'm lacking light. I may not be in darkness, but I just may be absent of light. See, the Holy Spirit's job is to come in and turn on the light so that way we can see and understand what God is trying to show us. He comes in. He said, my job is to turn on the light, and I want you to see. I want you to understand what God is trying to say or what is going on. See, there are times when we read scriptures or hear a message, we interpret it through our filters of our own knowledge, and which could be rooted in unhealthy an unhealthy belief system. Right? Right? So it or it could be based on our own strength. So the Holy Spirit's job is to come on to shed the light on the truth. To turn the light on the truth. So that way you don't believe what happened in your past. He shed some light on the truth, what the truth really is. The truth about God's word. The truth about who you are. And the Holy Spirit's job to expose the enemy's lies. Amen. The devil is a liar. And if you allow the Holy Spirit to use you, he will expose the enemy. He is exposed. Jesus says he is already under your feet. Amen. That means he is bruised already. Amen. So keep him under your feet. So the Holy Spirit's job is to expose darkness. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And he, and he came so we can walk in that truth. He says, I'm going to shed some light. I'm going to shed the light. You know, God created this world through his wisdom and with understanding it was established. He says, let there be light. And the world was established. The, the world was not established until the light came on. He created the world with his wisdom, but with his understanding, right? It was established. Turn on the light so that way we can see it. Proverbs 2, 6 says, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. See, the Lord can do a lot with understanding. I was talking to Pastor Leona um, last week, and she has said that that resonated with my spirit. The Lord can do a lot with understanding. See, the Bible has many stories about Jesus' encounters with people. It teaches us that we can have an encounter as well. When we read how Jesus turned water into wine, raised Lazarus from the dead, opened up blind eyes, is an example of how we need to anticipate how we need to see how he's moving in our lives, right? Let me, let me say that again. We ought to anticipate seeing God in our own lives. So when we hear that, how Jesus turned water into wine, raised Lazarus from the dead, is an example how we ought to see God in our life. Like he will move that way in our lives. 
God can raise up dead things in your life, dead dreams in your life. Do I have some witnesses here with me today? So Paul's prayer that our eyes will be open to see him in the details of our lives, to see Jesus in the details of our lives. See, when your understanding has vision, God will use ordinary people in ordinary places with ordinary people to do ordinary things in extraordinary ways. Because when you have the Holy Spirit working inside you, right, you have the light shining inside you, the Holy Spirit will shed some light. We give you wisdom and revelation of what to, what to do. Your projects, right, it would seem like ordinary. It would seem simple. But that God would give you this amazing wisdom and revelation now that 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 uh, that, that project becomes a miraculous thing. And people are just like, oh, my goodness, how did you even think of that? <laughs> because I have the light shining inside of me. I have the light shining inside of me. So God uses ordinary people in ordinary places. That means your jobs, your homes, ordinary places, with ordinary people to do ordinary things. It's not just something, you know, miraculous all the time. It's just your everyday task. God will use you to do things in extraordinary ways. Because that's how God uh, flows. Are you with with me? Because of the Holy Spirit's authority and presence, we're able to do that. See, wisdom and understanding are both needed in all aspects of our lives. Proverbs 24.3, one of my favorite scriptures. Through wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. So when you understand who God is, when you're able to see God working in your life, that understanding is powerful. You will become established. That means when, when trials come, right, you're not wavering. You're not tossed here. You're not tossed there because you are established because you understand, because you see God for who God is, and you see yourself as a child of God, and you see yourself victorious, and you see yourself as an overcomer, and you see yourself as an anointed one because of who you serve. You see your Self as that person of God, and you you will be established in everything that you do. See, wisdom is a creative idea and insight, but understanding is needed to accomplish the goal. Wisdom is a creative idea and insight, but understanding is needed to accomplish the goal. The Holy Spirit's wisdom gives us insight how to build what God wants us to build. But understanding, that's the thing that would establish it. The Holy Spirit is in all of us. The Holy Spirit is in all of us saying, let there be light. Let there be light. I want to show you who God is. Paul's prayer that we would know God in our hearts. That means the Holy Spirit will reveal who God is to you. 
He's saying, let there be light. Everything that you're going through right now, Pastor Steve talked about fear. God wants to break fear today. In order for God to break fear, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to shed some light in us, the truth about what's going on, the truth to tell us what God, how God's moving right now in the midst of this pandemic right now. God is moving in your life. He will move through that light. Let there be light. Let there be light. I want to show you something. Let there be light. Let there be light. Do you know where the eyes of your understanding are? Do you know where it is? Right here. Wait, where's is your heart? Where's the heart? Right, right, right there. Well, I don't, the other side. Well, I have a big heart, so it's right here. Yeah. It's in your heart. It's in your heart. When your heart connects to a spiritual God, you begin to see and understand spiritual things. Come on. Right? The Holy Spirit enlightens hearts to see the expression of God's love. Oh, that's the Holy Spirit's job. So he shed the light so we can see the expression of God's love. See, spiritual things are, are things born of love. Oh, man, I don't know about you, but that will preach. So I'm going to continue to preach on it. Right. We tend to think like spiritual things is, is something that just inspires us. Give us peace. Just because you feel something doesn't make it spiritual. Right. See, the cross, the cross, the cross is the expression of God's love. See, when you see that, see, some people don't understand it. They only know it. But when you see that, when you understand that, you will begin to see how Jesus picked up the cross, right? And, his, and he was thinking about us as he was doing it. Every step that he was taking, he said, anything that you're going through right now, any fear is on the cross. Any doubt is on the cross. Any sickness is already on the cross. I'm doing it for you. The days that you get discouraged, just remember what, I'm, what I've been doing for you all along. We're carrying it on the cross. When you begin to have that visual, when you begin to understand, it will encourage you. When you understand that you are saved and God purposed to save you, yeah. right, it shall encourage you to move forward when you have fear. When you move forward, when you are discouraged, just move forward. It should give you hope. It should give you joy knowing that as Jesus was entering, going on the cross, he was caring. He thought of all us as he was doing it. Amen. Amen. I believe some people know it, but they don't understand it. They know it, but they can't see it. So the Paul was saying, I pray that you, you're, you're under, the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you will see and connect it from your heart. Connect it. When you know what Jesus has done for you, Oh, my goodness, it would truly change your life. It would change your life. It would encourage you. If Jesus did it, I can do it. So Paul's prayer, 
that we be, begin to know God in our hearts. And then he prayed that our eyes of our hearts begin to see and understand what is available to us in Christ. He goes on in Ephesians and starts talking about the resurrection. Uh, so let's just kind of re, uh, review that again. Let's start in verse 19. And it said, it was ex the exceedingly greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion. And every name that is named, not only this age, but also in which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things in the, to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. See, the emphasis here in this context is on understanding what God has already done. Yes, what he what he's already done. So it's 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 not what is he going to do. It's the focus on what he's already done. So and what is available to us. See, spiritual sight is the ability to see which is is unseen. So is it so it is possible that we see things with our eyes. But let's not limit it, uh, limit it um, by the word uh, sight. Right. So when someone, when you hear someone says, oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. That means they understand it. Have you ever read some, the, the Bible? Hopefully you read the Bible before. I don't know if it looks like anyone has, uh, can you hold up? Yeah, this is what it looks like. It's a Bible. Has Jesus in it? Has God? Okay. Well, it, so if you ever read your Bible and, and then you, 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 you say to yourself, oh my gosh, God, I see what you mean. That's, that's what the Holy Spirit does, right? He be, we begin to see and we begin to understand. That means that we understand. We can see it. We understand it. See, I pray, I pray right now, I pray right now you begin to discern the Holy Spirit's presence. Yeah. See, spiritual sight is an expanded awareness of what's truly happening. I pray that you, you begin to have a place you can record, right, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and, and you, you write it down. And then when it comes to pass, you remember, say, oh, my God, I remember the Holy Spirit said this. And like, yes, I got it right. Create a place where you can get it right. You can remember how the, the, the Holy Spirit spoke to you. And you will go back to that place and it will build confidence that the Holy Spirit is actually speaking to you. Oh, are you with me? I pray that you become aware of patterns, both negative and positive. I pray that you recognize the traps of the enemy. Don't fall into the same trap. The Holy Spirit will shed light on the enemy's scheme. Are you with me? Oh, that quiet. Yeah. We start talking about the enema. Boy, everyone gets quiet. God can do a lot with understanding. When you understand the truth, you draw out the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 20, 
5 says, counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water. But a man of understanding will draw it out. Will draw it out. Do you know the power that comes with understanding? Do you know the power that comes with understanding? It's so, it's so powerful. That's why I love what Paul talks about. He starts, he's praying for us, and then he starts talking about the resurrection. Right? See, all authority and power were given to Jesus and transferred to the Holy Spirit. And that same authority and power is in us. He says, I'm going to leave you a helper. The helper is just like Jesus. Same authority, same power. It's God. Like God is in us. See, the problem, some people, we know it. But we don't understand it. God is in us. The helper is in us. That means we have the same authority. So it says that everything was under the feet of Jesus. Everything was under the feet of Jesus. So what is under our feet? Since we have the same authority, we have to, we, because the, the Holy Spirit's in us, we have the same authority, same power, not because of who we are, right? Because of the Holy Spirit that's in us. That's only the reason why we have the same authority and same power is because of the Holy Spirit that's in us, right? So if we have the same authority, same power. So what is under our feet? Well, let's talk about, let's first talk about what is above us. See, Paul was talking about all the spiritual blessings if you read the beginning of Ephesians 1. He was just going on and on about all the spiritual blessings. He didn't stop because the original language, there's no punctuation in it. He just came, he was so excited, he was just talking about all the spiritual blessings, right, that is available to us, all the spiritual blessings. And so we need to talk, so first let's talk about what is above us first, right? So Ephesians 1, or some of the spiritual blessings, we, so we are holy and blameless. We're chosen before the foundation of this world. We're accepted and beloved. We're, um, um, redemption through his blood. Forgiveness of his sin. See, healing is available for Come us. On. Freedom is available for us. A sound mind is available for us. Yes. Amen. So what is under our feet? Everything that is the opposite of what's above us. <laughs> All that. See, when I read this text, can I be honest with you? When I read this text, I just, I feel like I'm just getting started as a believer. I feel like I am, I still don't know everything that's available, all that's available to me. Amen. So if you feel like you're a Christian, you've reached like you reach all that you can reach. You've learned all that you can learn. Man, you're in a sad place. Yes, sir. 
Because the Holy Spirit would never stop working in us. He would never stop turning on the light. He would never stop revealing all things that's to us. He would never stop revealing God's plans for you. Amen. My, God's plans has not stopped in my life. Amen. I have, he has one plan for me. I complete that plan and I move on to the next one. He says, I, have, I know the plans for you. Amen. So, get, so I have never, I'm never going to reach or I don't even want to reach the place where I think I know all that I need to know, I want more. It's so much more that we can learn. It's so much more that we can learn of God. I don't know. It's exciting to discover more things that are available to me in Christ. So how do we know an infinite God completely? It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay. I need, I need to go. I need to go. So how do we see with the eyes of our understanding? I'm going to be brief with this. I'm going to be so brief, I'm going to ask you to come up now. Make me go a little bit faster. How do we see with the eyes of our understanding? We need to exercise our spiritual senses. Hebrews 5.14 says, but solid food belongs to those who are full of full age. That is those who by reason of use, use have, let me, let me start all over. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So the first thing, we have to give up milk. Like, we have to be willing to give up milk. I know people that have been saved for a long time and do not desire to read God's word fully. So we, we have to give up the milk and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal itself to us so that way we can see. See, there is a spiritual scene through and beyond natural scene. There is a spiritual hearing through and beyond natural hearing. And there is spiritual discerning through and beyond natural reasoning. So we have to give up the milk. We have to engage with the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit to reveal. So the second thing, ask the Holy Spirit to help you see the truth. See, throughout Jesus' journey, he always healed blind eyes, both physically and spiritually. As a matter of fact, if you read the life of Paul, Paul was a gangster. We all know Paul was a gangster. And see, he despised Jesus at first, right? He thought he was a false prophet, right? And so, so Paul's encounter, first encounter with Jesus, his first encounter, because he didn't believe or he didn't understand, he knew about him, but he didn't understand what happened to Paul's first encounter with Jesus. His eyes was blinded. 
his eyes was blind. And it wasn't until he was on the road of Damascus and he was, you know, um, he got prayed over. But his heart changed. His heart connected to Jesus. I mean, just look at Paul's prayer. He knew something. He found something. He found the hidden treasure. He was able to see who Jesus was. To see not just with his natural eyes, but here. His life changed. His life changed. Psalms 119, 18, verse 18 says, Open my eyes to see wonderful things in your word. Open my eyes to see wonderful things in your word. Start your day off like that. Just ask Holy Spirit, open my eyes to see wonderful things. God, open my eyes to see wonderful things in your word. Open my eyes to see wonderful things. And open my eyes. I give you my heart. Renew it. Cleanse it. So that way my eyes of my understanding will be enlightened. The third thing, ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand your authority. So what is under your feet? Anything you have authority over that does not give you peace of God. Philippians 4, 7, this is it. In the peace of God, which surpasses all, what? Understanding. Will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's how powerful God can do a lot with understanding. That's how powerful understanding, the eyes of our understanding is. It literally guards our hearts and our minds. Why? Because the light came on. And we see the truth. Like we can see it. We can see God and how he's moving in our lives. We can see the truth. Our hearts is connected to spiritual things. We can see it. We may look with our natural eyes but we understand with our spiritual eyes. My God, my God, my God. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.